So if you're hiring someone and you're hiring some, if you're, if you're running a proper restaurant and you're hiring a manager from Swiss Sensation or Tantalizer or Mr. Big, that guy doesn't have a clue. This is Business Fever NG Podcast, Episode 5. This is a podcast where successful food entrepreneurs in Nigeria share the success stories of how they built their brand and the lessons they learned along the way. Welcome to the show. Our guest today is Mr. Ima, restaurant consultant, and I'm your host, Olivide from Barbecue and Cravings. All right, fantastic. So um, thanks for coming on the show today. You're the first um, restaurant expert we're talking to, so I'm excited to hear what you have to tell us. First question to you would be just give us a bit of introduction of who you are. Okay, okay. My name is Emmanuel Luira. I'm an indigenous of Cross River State, a citizen of Nigeria. I, I've been in the hospitality industry for over, say, 16, 17 years. I, my educational background, I have a BS in um, chemistry and education. I have an advanced diploma in software engineering from Aptech um, Computer Education. I started my hospitality from the days of Atlantic Bar as a waiter. I worked in A Bar for close to six, seven years. From there, I went to Black Bear. That's where I started my bartending um, career. From there, I went to Juices, and then from Juices, I went to Chrome. And then from Chrome, I started my managerial uh, career from Beehive in Lucky Face One in 2012. And over the years, I've evolved from being a manager. I managed almost three, four lounges, and I've consulted for other lounges. I managed Beehive. I managed Switch. I managed a place called uh, Ashley's. And then the first time I ever um, did a um, consultation, I did for a place called Delta Port in Lucky Face One. I hired for them, I trained their staff, and then I did the set up for them in terms of the kind of PA system they should put, training their staff, and then making them understand the integrity. Because the lady, at the time, that wanted to do it. It was her first time she hasn't done it before. So I had to get, make, uh, you know, hold her by the hands and make it go through it. And now Delta Port is doing fantastically well. I consulted for a place called Soho. Soho is the street bar that used to be on uh, Samarimane Street. The owner abandoned it and went to America. I did. I set up a place called Nameless in Victoria Island, Saka Juju. I've been in this industry for 16 years and you climbed your way through from bartending. And in fact, I'm even, I'm, I'm even the vice president of bartenders years of Nigeria. That's fantastic. I guess you learned through like doing. Um, did you by any chance like maybe take up any other courses you know, where, you know, sometimes they have all these certificates here and there, or you just no, no, learned? No, 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 I, I just learned it. I'm a hardcore, I'm a hardcore. When you say hardcore, because I've never gone to any, apart from the time that I went for a, a Red Bull training when I was a waiter, I've gone for some other trainings when I was, you know, those are the things that, you know, working for an outlet you're supposed to get. It's part of the KP, it's part of the responsibilities of uh, these bigger brands to train staffs. But these are the things they don't get anymore. When I was a waiter, we've gone for different trainings. BAT came to train us. British American Tobago came to train us. Diageo gave us some training. At the time, it wasn't Diageo. It was called um, Brian Maroon at the time. But those things are, are fading out very fast. I don't know why. So I learned it, I learned it from operation. So from your experience, what do you think the most common mistakes restaurant owners make? This is before they bring in a consultant. Yeah, the basic simple mistake is they go into it without one, without the passion, without knowing full well. People go into restaurant business because they think other people are making money. So they're not properly informed. They don't know the terrain. But because they've seen other, other people making money from food and drinks, they want to venture into it. So, so after they get into it, 
three months, four months, five months land the line, they say, man, this is too hectic for us. I don't think we can bear. And the, the, the biggest problem, you understand, in this space is staff, your employee. And because a lot of times, eh, the people working for you don't see the vision, don't understand the vision. You know, it's difficult for them to drive it. And when, when it comes to that point, it becomes very, there'll be, there'll be a, a void and a big, a big disconnect. Owners of it will begin to get, they begin to get irritated. They begin to get tired. They begin to get worried. And before you know it, they start to, to react negatively and it begins to, to tell on the business and the thing begins to go down. So from experience, that's what, that's, that's what, that, that's what I have understood over time. So how do you fix that? I mean, how, when you come on board? Yeah, when you, when, when you come on board, the truth is, hospitality, the restaurant and bar is supposed to be the most, one of the most simplest business to do. But a lot of times, owners jump into it without going through the rudiments. Before you go into it, before you go into the business, there are certain permits and certain licenses that you're supposed to get that keeps you ready just in case, because law enforcement will come. The government will come to you because you started doing business. There are certain permits and licenses that you need to get. You're supposed to, before you even go into the business, you'll have gone to see, look at other people's businesses, see how they are doing it, have something in mind that you want to, something that you want to use as a prototype. It's okay. If I do my own, let's say, for instance, I go to different places every day, even when I was, I see the way people do their business. I say to myself, if I have my own, I'm going to do it like this. So I already have a picture of what I want to do. It's just to find a way to be able to replicate that thing that I see or better on it to make sure that it's functional. But for you to be able to, to do that, there are different, there are certain self skills that you should get. Those self skills help you for you to be able to succeed in the hospitality business. If you're a chef, you already have a, a, a set skills that it's, I would like to call it, it's an integral part of the business. Or someone that has experience, that has worked in, a, that has worked in a, either in a bar, a hotel, a restaurant, that has a pre-knowledge of how the business functions. So once you're going to get other people to work together, because it's a, it's a, it's a teamwork, you're putting a team together to provide service. A lot of times people don't understand that, you know, hospitality has to, is centered around service because you're rendering a service that is, that is attached to a product that speaks directly to people's emotions and people's needs in terms of food and drink. You know, if you don't get it right from the, from the scratch, you begin to build on a faulty foundation. So are, are you saying that um, most restaurant owners should start from being very involved in the kitchen work, understanding the recipes and how to, how to cook for yourself? Exactly. You, not, not cooking for yourself, but understand. You must have love for food. You must understand how, how food is. You must understand the dynamic that is in food, the passion that is put into food. If you can, if you can understand that, or if you can work with a chef, or you can, you must have passion for food. Let me just, it's, it's long story short, you must have a passion for food. But there's something, there's something that is missing out in the industry. That I don't, I don't know, if, I don't know if I should say it now or maybe I say it about it later. Say it now. There's some, yeah, there's, there's, there's something that is lacking. Not everybody that wants to go into hotel rest, uh, hospitality that should cook. There's what they call a lease management agreement. Mm? You can set up a place and give it up to somebody to run on an agreement. You don't want to go through all this trouble of, you know, establishing it and running it for yourself because it's a whole lot of, but only 2% of the entire space in the hospitality industry have been able to, to, to do the lease management agreement and succeed in it. 
because there's the I don't know. So let me mm, let me give my take on that. I, I think um that's definitely one option, but um at some point, you know, from yeah. my own point of view, if you if you yeah. if you lease your space out and then they give you m- monthly money, whatever it is, yearly, yeah. the day there's a fallout or the day they want to do something else, you have lost a valuable asset. So I think from owner's point of view, you have to be able to build that asset personally and supervise it. Now, from my own set, I'd rather hire consultants, managers, whatever the case is, than lease uh-huh. my space out because come three four five years if they decide to change uh professions or just do it in different directions and they go then the whole brand they have built i did not build it i was just leasing a brand and that's more painful because brands are usually what keeps you going for years and years and years you know coke is a brand you know pepsi is a brand uh mr biggs is a brand so um and the brand is not just the name it's the operations it's the it's the processes so my take is your take on that, which 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 I respect. You would have your house would have been burnt at some point, yeah. But the, the, the one of the things that I have found out is a lot of people that go into hospitality in Nigeria, they don't look at it as a long term. I've seen businesses in other parts of the world, in Asia, in Europe, you see hospitality business running into generations. Mm-hmm. But here in Nigeria, people look at it as a short term thing. People look at it as three, four, five years. That's why when you go around. Within a space of three years, a lot of hospitality business shuts down. Do you know why they're shutting down? The reason why they're shutting down is running cost, number one. The cost of running business in Lagos is very high. That's one. And then two is the disconnect or the void that is between the managers or the consultant that you want to call them and the staff. You know, if you, if, if you have a business and the business is not running itself, you're not making money from sales and your operation, your operation cost is high, before you know it, you begin to run on a negative because you're, you're looking at salaries, you're looking at rent, you're looking at your recurrence in terms of utility bills, in terms of advert, in terms of marketing, in terms of, you know, getting more people involved to expand your business. You, you discover that you're spending more money, but you're making less. And one of the unfortunate things that has happened to hospitality in Nigeria is entertainment. You go to a lot of, a lot of, a lot of lounges, they want to do events. It, costs, it takes a lot of money to do events. It takes a lot of money to bring in someone to come and do something. It takes a lot of money. At the end of the day, you do an event, you have you have expended maybe say a hundred and fifty thousand, and at the end of the day you said you, you sold a hundred and seventy thousand naira. It's good to create events to create teams, but if you look at it objectively, you know to say okay, what I what I want to invest my money to do to expand my business or to create awareness, because this is a small SMEs. You, you, it's not easy for SMEs to do advert. Thank God for online. Thank God for social media that you cannot do uh, Instagram and all that. It costs so much to want to do advert about your brand. And so people now think that the easiest way to do advert is to do events. Call it a small event, call it a big event. At the end of the day, it, it, has, it has a higher toll on your business. It does. Negatively instead of positively. Yeah. All right. So um, this question might be a bit more controversial to some degree, but I, that's not my intention. So I want okay. you to give me the pros of hiring a consultant and the cons of hiring a consultant. Now, a consultant can take you from A to B but they can't take you from zero to A. My take, again, I'm, I'm going to give you a chance to kind of correct that or just you know, yeah. give me feedback is one of the challenges okay. that we have right now in the industry is the, the consultants or the people we talk to or get advice from, uh-huh. they're telling you how to do the next mega chicken, the next yeah. Mr. Biggs, the next Tantalize, the next Booker Hot. That's what they're teaching you how to do. 
But yeah. why are you not going to think out of the box and do something that nobody else has done before? And somehow I don't see consultants doing that. I see them replicating past successes in businesses yeah. that sometimes the owners were pumping stupid money inside because they had money to burn. Yeah. You know, versus they were able to grow the brand organically through actual sales. So I'll give you a chance to give me your give me your professional feedback on that. So why why should I hire a consultant? I should hire a consultant because I want a change in my business. What what change do you want? What area of change do you want? Do you want change in your staff's attitude, in your customer in your staff's customer care ability? Do you want to hire a consultant to expand your business in terms of marketing, ad- advertising, or creating a new product within the product that you have. One of the things that you find that when you call a consultant that you want to act, you are, you're trying to consult for the consultant to consult for you, it, the first thing he asks you is asks you what you want, what are your what are your expectations, what are the things that you desire to 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 achieve in your business. It's from what you say to the consultant, the consultant looks at it and says, you know what, these are the things that I feel. Is workable, but for me, once I want to consult for someone, the first thing I do, I come to your place, I look at it, and I see the areas where you need to expand. I see the I did it for a place called 3.0. I consulted for 3.0 for two months, and within two months that I was there, there was a rapid growth in their in their business. But after I left, one of the things that happened where it looks like consultants are not working. After they leave, are you able to sustain it? Because a lot of times, when someone is consulting for you, there's always this. There's, there's a, I, I don't, I, I'm trying to use the right word. It looks like there's a contention between the owners and the consultant because during the period the consultant is consulting for you, it's acting like he's the owner of the business. That is where passion comes into it. You understand? So, but if you as a restaurant owner does not mark, you can't give a consultant everything to say, okay, you know what, redo my, you must pick a particular point from these three places that I've talked about. Is it on the training of the staff? Is it on customer care? Or is it on expanding the business? You choose that area and allow the consultant build on those areas using, but if a consultant comes and starts to give you big old story, you want you to reinvest money, too much money, a good consultant will not always tell you about money first. He was concerned about expanding your business. It all depends on what you want. If you are a fresher and you want to, you want to start up the business, you need a, if, you, if you're hiring a consultant before you start, the consultant should be with you pre-opening and post-opening, maybe three months after you have opened, let him see you run it. Because if you are, if you are starting the business from scratch with a consultant, the consultant see the business through your eye. And you people are able to have a synergy, you know, to carry through. Because from the beginning, from the inception, the consultant is part of it. In the design, in how this, the setup should be, how people should sit down, you know, in conceptualization and realization of the plan. But if the business is already set up and is running and you are having issues, you understand, you want to get a consultant involved. You must know what you you must know what you want. If you throw it open to the consultant, say, okay, you know what? A lot of times owners will tell you, please, I just want the empire. Just at that point, you have just uh-huh, fix it. At that point, you are the consultant is not. You know the truth is, so many people call themselves consultants. You know, it's just like they are mechanics and they are mechanics. There are cooks and there are cooks. You know, most people most people are out there just want to make want to take people's money. But if you find people that are passionate, that like or love what they do, you know, and they have track records, and they have, you know, they have a flair for it. It's easier to work with people, but they are difficult to find. So what's the cons now? You've said the pros. What are the cons, negatives? The and- negative of it is a lot of times owners don't, don't totally, in as much as they want to, they don't totally hands off. 
they are always, you know, encroaching. If you give someone a job to do, let the person do the job. It means you start to encroach and the feel uncomfortable. It begins to allow you, you know, to make the mistake that you are making, provided you have given him, because normally you're supposed to give him a deposit. You know, you pay him and then he's just looking at it and say, you know what, at the end of the day, you pay me my money, whether your business succeed or not. So if you encroach, mm, and then if you don't tell the, the, the consultant the total story, a lot of times some businesses might be having issues with their taxes, with their levies, with, you know, some, but owners will keep it away from you. They don't want you to see the whole picture for you to be able to understand the gravity of which you are getting yourself involved in. You only find your way halfway the line and then you are seeing, you know, there was a place I went to consult for. I didn't know that they were having issues with uh, LIRS, with local government. It was in the middle of it and I discussed, but you would have said this to me so that I advise you adequately on how to go about it. What's the biggest external pitfall? The truth is, for me, I, from experience, I think is yes, one of the one of the the, the biggest pitfall external forces is government agencies. In Lagos, there are no there are no there are no cut out there are no set out regulations. But because of the there are a lot of touts out there that are coming in term, in name of they are from the council, they are from LIRS office, they are from you know tax office and all that. If there's a clear cut on levies and fees how people should pay, when they should pay, what they're expected to pay. You know, in Lagos State, a lot of people don't know this thing, but in Lagos State, there are three folds. You have the category A, the category B, and the category C. What A pays? A zones are Lekki, VI, Ikoi, um, yeah, the, 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 the eyebrow area. The B, Sulere, Festac, C, Akunwonjo, Okoko, those are the C. What A pays is different from what B should pay and it's different from what C should pay. But a lot of times they bundle this thing together and they come at you because everybody's looking for money at this time, the, 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 the situation of the country. So, and when you begin to face those external issues, Loma will come, Lassa will come, this will come, that will come, it distracts you and you get, owners get frustrated. Once you start right, there are set out things that you're supposed to do. Once you do it, from the set, from the get go, and you do your monthly things that you're supposed to do, and you, you, at the end of the year you'd go and you go and do your filing. You won't have any issues, but if you don't do it right from the beginning, you know that's where you have issues down the line. Okay, um, what has been the worst experience you've had as a consultant? Oh, <laughs> I'm sure you would, you would have a few because you know yeah. um, the other thing about. I mean, let me just also say this as well. I think business owners were usually stubborn yeah. as well. And yeah. it's like someone comes into your house and tells you how to raise your baby. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're not going to be happy yeah. about it. It's telling your baby's ugly hair, baby's fat hair, baby's, you know, <laughs> you don't want to hear, you know, in fact, you don't want to hear what they're saying. So that's mm. literally like how we feel. So I, I can imagine that, you know, um, when you come into like a war, it's a war side. And then, you mm. know, even the, the, the uh, politics of the management, on, you know, the staff on ground and all that. Yeah. So just touching the you know just what's it don't name any names but just like, no i wouldn't I, I won't i wouldn't i know i wouldn't name names no if i i won't name names i i've had i've had one of one of the one of one of the the shocking scenario for me was one of the people that i was consulting for you know i we're doing well you know but i kept telling them about i'll keep i keep telling people to do things the right way you know and it became it was like i was getting too much on the owner's nerves I just came to work one day and they said to me, uh, Augusta doesn't need me anymore. You know, no prior, no prior conversation, no, ma no mail sent, 
nothing formal. It was just like that. When I tried reaching the guy, he wasn't picking. It now became a situation where he was trying to avoid me. Until the day we met somewhere and we laughed over it. And he said, ah, Ima, you're overpushing the job. Now my business, not your business. You know, and I looked at him and I laughed. You know, for me, that was... Are they still in business now? No, they're not. It's scary to 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 know how many businesses in this space won't make it. Um, mm. and I'm maybe four years in, in this now, maybe five years, and I'm still saying, telling myself that every day, I won't call it a struggle, but it's like it's a new war you're fighting, and it never ends. You know, um, it, it never ends. But um, good 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 response though. So, what has been the most successful story you can share with us as far as your consulting gig? One of one of one of the you know what like every teacher you know your 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 joy is when you see what you have started growing and you're seeing that the things that you have planted it's as matured and it's bringing fruit and you can go there and people say yeah that's the guy that that's the guy that's the guy behind it you know and it's 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 been very it's been very warm yesterday I I, I went somewhere that I've you know consulted for and the the owner of the place was very excited and. She was telling everybody that was there. That, that's that's the Emmanuel guy. It's it's ah, it's it's very refreshing. It's very is is you know it's um, which word should I use? I'm blushing now. It's very, it's, <laughs> yeah. You know it's very it's very it's yeah. It just makes you feel good and say you know what it's not been a, it's not been a time wasting. It's been what the whole trouble you know trying to do what you do that gives you joy that you're doing it and. Okay, so um, if you're speaking to like a restaurant owner right now, what would you tell them they need to focus on for the next two, three months to turn their business around? Yeah, one of the things I would tell them is to focus on their staff. Customer care is very, that's one of the things that is lacking in the, the, the industry. Uh, a lot of owners don't want to spend money training their staff. They don't want to spend money in improving their 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 knowledge towards what they do, and even the the staff too are not they're not they it's it's a, it's like a two it's like a two edged sword, you know. Because I remember my days we 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 showed passion. We had to go the extra mile to learn some things on our own. But these days, is is a whole lot of the the table has been turned. But if I'm speaking to a restaurant owner right now, tell him to focus, you know, on the staff customer care. People people leave their places of work tired, you know, battered, sometimes angry. And they come to a restaurant. They want to come and eat and take away that trouble. They don't want to come and they don't want to come and compound it the more by somebody trying to be giving them wrong service. You know, telling them that we don't have, we don't do this, we don't do that. You know, it, it it's annoying. So I say to them to just increase, you know, customer care, proper staff training, and they, you'll see their business shoot up. Okay, fantastic. And I'm guessing that like when you come on board with um all these uh restaurants, there's a uh, the like legal documents you sign, making sure you don't share information with other people, you know, things yeah. like that. Because um I think the other fear that some restaurant owners might have is maybe um how much on uh, how much can they open up and share with the consultant? Because you okay, let me even ask this question. What's the yeah. what's the usual time frame for consult for like a consultancy? Is it like a you know, you mentioned I've I've heard you mention two months, three months in some cases. So, what's the average turnaround time? Not turnaround time, but average impact yeah, time. Yeah, impact time is most times three months. You know, because you don't. Yeah, three months. Three months is within three months. Within three months, you, you should be able to show that okay, I've done doing this. I'm beginning to get results in three months. 
you know, because once you, yeah, once you do it and you do it the next day and you do it the next week and you begin to, you begin to see change and you begin to feel the impact. Three months is enough. What should time. a restaurant owner look for in a consultant? And then before that, is there like you said you're vice president of a bartender's guild? Is there like a yeah. an organization for like restaurant consultants? Doubt. But I'll okay. check. But I don't think I don't think there is any except we want to create one. Okay. You know. So mm-hmm. what should a restaurant <laughs> owner look for in a in a good consultant? How can they tell if this is a good consultant? Yeah, if you want to know a good, if by talking to someone in five minutes, you'll be able to know the person. A good, a good consultant will be well um, knowledgeable. Will have, you know, um, his uh, temperament will be very calm. You know, he'll by talking to you when you're talking to someone that knows what the person is talking about, you will know. You know, you must have full knowledge of the industry. You know, the 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 the. Which word should I use? I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying not to use too many words to, to describe one particular thing. Um, yeah. The person, once you talk to someone, I don't know the word to use for it, but when you talk to someone that knows what the person is doing, you should be able to know. When you're talking to someone in less than five minutes, you should be able to know that this person knows what he's doing, not quoting too many. I, I, let me share my own experience with you. Like, yeah. I, um, in the beginning days, I, I've hired a, a manager from, mm. I think, Sweet Sensation. And I actually. I was aggressively trying to get, you know get him on board, you know, um, and he spoke to. I mean, he, he talked to talk. You know, he knew everything, but his first month, I started getting frustrated with him. I think he didn't last up to three months with me, and I was I kicked myself on my feet. You know, it was it was it was not a good experience. I've hired other managers as well, and they usually talk to talk. So, the concern I'm saying right now is the speech that they can give you. If you don't know a lot, you will say, ah, this is sharp. I like this. I like this. I like that. But you now realize that when they come on board, you know, I'm not trying to knock the old school way of um, hospitality in Nigeria. Or the the cat, not the Chicken Republic era, Mr. Biggs era, Tantalizers era, Sensation era. You know, I'm sorry for saying this, but that era is like 1950s era. People have you know, but, evolved. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know, but so let's, let me quickly say something, so don't uh, so that I don't forget. You see the Swiss Sensation, the Mr. Biggs, those are fast food restaurants. Those are fast food. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a difference between a fast food restaurant, a regular restaurant, you understand, fine dining, and then there's a lounge, you know. But one of the one of one of the one of the one of the things that came up in the in the in the early in the early 2000 or in the mid 2000 was lounge, where a place is a bar. And at the same time, he's selling food. You understand? You can lounge while you're sitting down. It can function as a club, not a club, 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 midnight club. But you can dance because there are spaces. And one of those first early places is Atlantic Bar, where I, where I started my industry, where I started working from. You know? So if you're hiring someone and you're hiring some, if you're, if you're running a proper restaurant and you're hiring a manager from Swiss Sensation or Tantalizer or Mr. Big, that guy doesn't have a clue about what he knows about is inventory. The amount of chicken that goes into well said. The chicken that comes out. Well said. They dish it out. He is about quality control in terms of how the food comes out. He doesn't know the integrity about how to run. He doesn't know what, what it takes for someone to stand with the food or serve a food. Fast food restaurants, they're out of it. They, if someone tells you there's a consultant, you ask the person, where have you worked? It begins to name fast food. And you, and it's not a fast food that you're trying to do. Forget it. The person doesn't know what he's saying. 
population has changed. So like people who were doing, you know, Mr. Biggs back then, they've evolved. They, you know, they have high aspirations. They want better service. And um, the place is still technically a fast food restaurant. But yeah. um, I mean, what you, you can't compare them with tantalizers or, or TFC, you know. No, um, no, no, you, you can't. You can't. I think, no, no, you can't. I think no. the, the service is just what has, you know, taken them to a whole different level. But yeah. this has been fantastic. Um, I, I've actually learned a lot of things from you. I am impressed. I'm hoping that one of these days we actually get to meet in person as well. Uh, I, I, I'll be, I'll be honored. I'm very happy that uh, at least you gave me the opportunity to, 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 because uh, the, the truth is for us, we're just looking for avenues for us to, to give back. You know, I, yeah, this is what I've done all my life. In fact, my, my first degree I got is when I was working. I, I went to be, I went to junior like DLI, distance learning institution. You know, because I realized that you can't go further if you're not educated. There are certain things you won't know. You know, and when I when I when I when I started, you know, my first first degree, I started learning the things that I was already known on the field. I started seeing it in theory. It became it became easier for me. It made more sense. You know, you know, when they started teaching me entrepreneurship, GST three or seven. I've done this thing practically, but oh, this is what it means theoretically, and then. You know, but it's 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 an honor. Um, I have no regrets about the path that I took. I am very yeah. It's, only, it's, it's my passion. If you like our show and you want to know more, please check out businessfeverng.com. Share the link with your friends. Leave us a review on iTunes. Join us again on Monday and on Thursday for a new podcast. Thank you.